God's style of worship. And as we look at that, we're going to look in Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19, and we'll take a look at several verses in Luke 19, Luke 19 verses 37 through 40. And uh, these particular passages are when Jesus was, uh, a week before Jesus was to be crucified, uh, Jesus began to uh, ride into the city of Jerusalem. And as he rode into the city of Jerusalem, that there was some spontaneous praise that broke out. And the Bible says that right at the crest where, come on champions, would you read that with me like you know it is the word of his power? Now, right at the crest where Mount Olives begins its descent, the whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works they had witnessed. What kind of praise? What kind of praise? They broke out in enthusiastic praise. Why? It's because of all the miracles that they had seen. And so they began to declare, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Uh, all is well in heaven. Glory in the high places. places. And, and so notice this next uh, passage here. Let's read it together. Now, some Pharisees from the crowd told him, teacher, get your disciples under control. But he said to them, if they kept quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting enthusiastic praise. And so notice this, that there are a spontaneous, enthusiastic praise that God, that, that the people saw Jesus coming in. And they were so excited because they knew that he was a king, that he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so they were, they were excited about that. And you know what's amazing is that there was another group who said, who was based on traditional worship, has to be so organized. And they said, wait a minute, Jesus, would you get your people under control? Because that's not the, how the, that's not the way we do it. Isn't that interesting that there are, are traditional people that we've learned traditional ways of worship over the years. And sometimes we drift away from the biblical worship because of traditional worship. And so what's interesting then is that they, they, they begin to say that it's not spiritual to worship that way. It's not spiritual. We need to have a cross on stage because if we don't have a cross on stage, it's not spiritual in a worship service. Uh, it's not spiritual uh, to, uh, to have the, the lights just a little lower and, and, and lights that's rolling around. It's just not spiritual. And so what's happened is that we've taken a traditional way of worship and we measure enthusiastic worship, the enthusiastic praise that they had in the Bible, and we've replaced it with the tame copy of an all-out, slim down, giving it up, pouring it out type of worship. Now let's take a look at this. So, so what we need to do is we need to look at God's style of worship. And, and in the book of Psalms, Psalm is a worship book. And in the book of Psalms, it is a, the longest book in the Bible, 150 verses or, or standards, 150. Um, and, and in the book of Psalms, there is clapping, percussionists, there is dancing, there is lifting our hands, lifting our voices. And so what I'm going to do this morning is that I am going to show you in the Bible God's style of worship. God's style of worship. And the reason that that's so important is that because all of us express love differently. 
We have different ways as to how we express love and how we want to be loved. And there, there are some times that we uh, want words of affirmation. Some people want it through um, time and some want it through gifts. But when you love someone, you love them in a way that they receive your love. Let me say that again. When you love somebody, you have to love them in a way that they receive love. I'll give you an example. There's a book that came out just several years ago called Love Language. Love Language. And in this particular book, you studied different people and the ways or their life love styles and the ways that they want to be loved. And so Gwen's, Gwen's uh, love language is, is, uh, are gifts and quality time. Her love language are gifts and quality time. My love language is acts of service and quality of time. And so Gwen has to love me the way I want to be loved. And I have to love her the way she wants to be loved. And since Gwen's love language is, are gifts and quality time, I spend time with Gwen. And because it's gifts, uh, I... Give Gwen gifts. But you know what I notice a little bit differently about the gifts that I give her? I can give her gifts that's wrapped in a number of different boxes. And she, she's like, thank you. And she opens the box and then she gets excited. But there is, there is one box that I can give her that even before she looks, it's called a blue box. <laughs> and even before she looks in that blue box, she's excited about it. I just give it back. She So I just, this week, I just got a revelation that I'm going to take a blue box and put whatever I want to in there. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Amen. So, so just as Gwen has to love me the way that I want to be loved, and, and I have to love her the way she wants to be loved, that we have to love one another the way that they receive love, God has a love language. And we have to love God the way he says he wants to be loved. And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you seven Hebrew words that represents worship because worship is expressing uh, the thing that we value the most or what we love most. And so I'm going to give you seven Hebrew words and we're going to talk about those so that we can know God's style of worship, how God has instructed us to love him. And the first uh, Hebrew word is Hallel, Hallel. And this particular word, it means to rave, to boast, to celebrate, and uh, it, look at this. It means to make a fool of oneself. So you remember that uh, David was a, a perfect example of this because the Bible tells us that David, uh, in, in 2 Samuel, it says that when, when, when David wanted to bring the presence of the Lord back to Jer uh, Jerusalem, the city of David, the Bible says that it was blessing everybody else, someplace else, but David wanted to bless the, the people. And when he got the ark that carried the presence of God back to Jerusalem, the Bible says that David began to dance. And he began to dance, and he begins to dance. Now, he's the king, but he's dancing. And his wife, Saul's daughter, M Michael, looks down at him and she says, what a spectacle. The king is making a fool of himself. So she goes to David and she says, David, you know what? You're a king and you shouldn't be acting like that. David says, look, I don't care. And I'm a paraphrase in, in, in today's language. I don't care what you think about me and my worship or my praise. He says, but I'll make a fool of myself for the glory of God. And you know what? David says, and then you read later, David says that you may not like my praise, but those that you are concerned about will honor me for the rest of my life. And you know, then the next verse is a sad verse. The Bible says, and Michael became barren for the rest of her life. Halea, 
to make a fool of yourself by celebrating him. So let me give you a scripture because I'm going to give you a scripture for each one of these. Why? It's because it is God's style of worship. And, and the reason why we're breaking these words praise down is because in the English language, we just kind of group praise for everything. But, but in the Hebrew, that it, one word could mean so many different things. And so we want to understand exactly what God was writing to them. And so the word halea, it means to, to rave, to boast, to celebrate, and to make a fool of yourself. Uh, <laughs> So, so, so Psalm 35, Psalm 35, verse 18. We're going to look at all of these in the book of Psalm. Psalm 35, verse 18, it says it like this. Then I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise or hallel you before all the people. Look, I'll celebrate you. I'll make a fool of myself in front of all the people. Now, now we do that and many times we don't think anything about it, right? Uh, how, how many of you know that when you're watching a football game on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and, and, and all of these things that God says I want you to do to me, if we look, really look at it, we do to the television or to the game. Because I've been to football games where people have made a fool of themselves. <laughs> Why? It's because they are celebrating and they're boasting and they're raving about their team. The second word that we, I want you to write down is yada. And yada means to throw out extended hands, to acknowledge God in public. So it's like this, and it gives a picture that you're under arrest. You know, you know what it's like when you, get a, uh, when you see people. <clears throat> that you throw your hands up. Why? And so it is a sign that you are submitting to the one who is in authority. And God says that, you know what? I want you to yada me. I want you to throw your hands up in the air and acknowledge me in public. And so this one is, is lifting your hands. And so somebody asked me, says, why do we lift our hands? And you know, the Bible tells us that, that, that we are to do it. But the reason we lift our hands is simply because God asked us to. But, 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 but in our earlier years of marriage, it's really interesting because when you're in public and you're in love... You, you want everybody to know that you're in love. Amen? Ooh, not enough people said amen. Okay, so when you're in love, you want everybody in public to know that you're in love. Amen? And so when Gwen and I were married in our earlier years, Gwen got us several relationship t-shirts. And notice this. One was like, I'm hers. And she had one that says, I'm his. But it's like, I'm hers. And it's like, hey, he's mine. But so, so with this shirt, you have to walk on the right side of the person. So can you imagine several people walking together? And then I'm on this side. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on this side and she's here. And it says, I'm hers. But we wanted everybody to know that we were in love. And so there was a public declaration of our love. Now, after so many years of being married to Gwen, you know what? That's, I'm hers and she, and he's mine. No, no, no. This is the one that's probably more appropriate right now. She's my better half. And she's like, he's my other half. She says, no, that's not the way it is. Yada, acknowledge God, throw up your hands and say, oh God, I submit to you in this public place. The Bible says that that's 
one of God's style of worship. The next verse that I want to give you here is Psalm 138, verse 1. Psalm 138, verse 1, for the word yada. And it says that I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Not only will I yada you in public, not only will I throw my hands up and, and show and demonstrate how I've submitted to you, but I'm going to submit to you with all my heart, with all my heart. The next one is toda, toda. And toda means to show adoration by the lifting of hands. And it's very much the same principle as yada, but it is different because yada is throwing them up as an act of surrender. But, but toda is like reaching them out as an act of adoration. And it's kind of like when I meet a, one of the boys, you know, I, I don't really throw my hands out like that. I go, hey, what's happening, man? And you, know, you, you know how you give the guys a shoulder? And then if, if, you're, if you see a, a woman that's not uh, your, 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 your spouse or your mate, um, then if you know them, you hug them and you hug them like this, right? Amen? But then with Gwen, I reach out to her. And when she comes to me, I, it's, I adore you, baby. And then it's like an embrace. And it's, let me give you another example. Remember, like, if you see a little beautiful child, and, um, and that child is walking, and then you, what do you do? You say, oh, man, they're so adorable, and you reach your hands out as an acknowledgement of their adorability, inviting them in. And that's what this particular word, toda, represents. It represents to show adoration by the lifting of hands. Ah, oh, I worship you, Lord God. I magnify you. Oh, I adore you. What an awesome God you are. Toda. Now, Psalm 50, verse 23, is the scripture that I want to give you for this particular word of praise. In Psalm 50, 23, it says, whoever offers praise, whoever offers toda, whoever extends their hands out to me as an act of adoration glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Toda. The next one is Barak. And you know, you've heard that song, Barak. Hallelujah. Shabbat. Praise the Lord. Um, but, but check this out. Barak means to bless or congratulate someone by kneeling or bowing. To bless or congratulate someone by kneeling or bowing. And so I want you to picture yourself uh, as if you're present, you present yourself to someone and you submit yourself as an act to someone. So, 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 so it's like, you know what, I'm going to kneel and I'm going to bow to recognize your position in my life. And it's usually done through to someone who is royal. But isn't it interesting, though, when we think about this word here, to kneel and to bow, that praise represents from halal to acting a fool in your praise to just kneeling and bowing and being at a place where you're submitted so you're recognizing his value and his worth to you. Psalm 103 verse 2 is the scripture that we're going to use for this and it says that let all that I am barack the Lord. <laughs> May I never forget the good things he does for me. All that I am all that I am I kneel, I bow, I recognize who he is. Because I'll never forget what he has done for me. The next one is Zamar. Zamar. The word Zamar means making music to God with string instruments. And, and so it's, it, it gives an analogy that 
It's not like this cool little doo-doo-doo-doo jazz or, or like acoustic. No, this particular word gives the meaning of like a strumming the, the, the strings. I mean, it's like a rock. God loves rock music. I mean, it's like, it gives the analogy that you're really all into it and you're like, I mean, you are, are, are popping those strings. That's called zamar. And so in Psalm 27, verse 6, the particular passage is this. It says, then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me at his sanctuary. I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy singing and I'll be zamaring, plucking the strings of my instrument. And so I'm going to be singing, I'm going to be praising the Lord with music. And so notice this, that it does not give us an analogy of a tame sit back kind of worship. No, it's like you're all out and you're, you're letting it out on, uh, uh, in worship and you're not holding anything back. The next one, number six, is Shabak. Shabak. And the word Shabak means to address in a loud tone, to shout. So God says, praise me with a loud tone and shout it. You know what? If you think the music in here is too loud, you're going to hate heaven. Because the Bible says that's how they worship in heaven all day long. Oh, my God. Uh, let me give you another analogy here. Um, I was thinking about how much shouting we do on Saturdays, right? And I decided that when we think about that, I'll, I'll say it like this. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the gyms were together. And they, you know, the, the Texans, we, were, we hadn't won a game yet. So we prayed and we worshiped. We prayed and, 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 and we started, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm looking around that place and man, there are people when they uh, gain a first down, woo, yeah, when they scored a touchdown, woo, I was shocked. I did not know that one of our elders knew, knew football so well that she, come on now, get out of, she was like, there was such great passion. She was calling out the plays even before they happened. I mean, she knows. But we saw, we, we, I mean, we were dancing around. And when it went into overtime and the Texans run, man, we were like, woo, clapping. And so notice this, Shabbat. What I decided is, look, and all of us have to decide that we're not going to do our shouting on Saturday for a team who do not know who we are. And be quiet for a God who has created us. Shabbat. Psalm 63, verse 3 and 4. It says it like this, champions. Would you read that with me together? Now, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. And this one is Shabbat. It's like, you know what? I'm going to shout with a voice of triumph for as long as I live. And because of your name, I'm going to lift my hands to with it. So I'm not just going to shout. I'm going to shout. And I'm going to talk loud. And I'm going to declare who you are. I'm going to lift my hands at the same time as a public surrender 
to acknowledge that the one I'm shouting for is the one who has made me and created me as a designer original. And so that's what we do here. So that's called Shabbat. Would you say Shabbat with me? Okay, the last one. This one's kind of funny. This one's like, this, the sound of this one's a little bit funny. It's called Tehillah. Kind of sounds like something else. Tehillah. Tehillah. And it means to sing a spontaneous new song. <laughs> to sing a sp- And it refers to a special kind of singing that's unplanned and unprepared. So notice what happens is that... Uh, um, Paula may ask us, she says, she may, or someone up on our team may ask us, come on, let's just worship the Lord. And that's where God says, you tehillah me, and you just sing. And so all over this place, it should be, oh, we worship your Lord. We don't know what you, you know, even know what you're going to say because you hadn't planned it out. It's not a song that's written. It's something that's only, it's a tehillah. <laughs> It's on the inside of you. It's spontaneous. You don't think about it. You just let it go. So I worship you. Oh, God, you're so awesome in this place. Uh, I extol you. Great are you, God. Oh, we worship you, God, with all that is in us. Oh, God, that your praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, I will bless the Lord at all times. Oh, if it had not been for you, oh, God, on my side, where would I be? Oh, God, you declare that I, you said that let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Oh, God, I'm breathing right now, and I sing a new song to you, oh, God. Blessed are you. That's called Tehillah. He says, I love it when you sing a new song that you have not planned or prepared, but it's out of the love that you have for me, you just naturally express it. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Ah, glory to God. Tehillah. Would you say Tehillah? Now, now the name is, the name is uh, interesting. And so notice this. Psalm 34 verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his Tehillah shall continually be in my mouth. Now, now I know some of you saying that's my time. That's my praise. That's my worship. Uh, yeah, because that, that name sounds so familiar with some. No, it says, it, it says his Tehillah. Let's get that right. Tehi- Come on, would you say that one more time? His Tehillah. I don't want my language to confuse anything this morning. We want to make sure we get this right up in here. Come on, one more time. Tehillah. Come on, so, so I will bless the Lord at all times, and his Tehillah shall continually be in my mouth. So God loves it when we spontaneously praise him. He loves it when we spontaneously sing unto him. He loves it when it's not planned. He loves it when it's not prepared. Can you imagine if there is, you know, you've heard me talk about that there's a sound that can pierce the atmosphere and align heaven and earth. God is preparing us for that alignment. Can you imagine as we are worshiping that there's a sound that's coming from all over this place that's being released in a way that is God's style of worship. This particular passage, and I'll give you this, and we'll begin to wrap it up. Psalm 147 verse 1, it says it like this. It says, Praise Hallel the Lord. Celebrate him and act a fool for him, right? For it is good to sing praises. It's good to have strings. It's good to just let go. It's good to pluck. It's good not to hold anything back. For it is good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant and praise. Tehillah. <laughs> it's pleasant. And, 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 and singing a spontaneous new song that you have not prepared or rehearsed for God is beautiful. It's beautiful. God says it's beautiful. 
And so when we look at that, then we recognize then that worship is love expressed. That's it, simply. Worship is love that's expressed. If it's not worship, it's not love. And if it's not love, it's not worship. And so worship is simply what you love. And it is an expression of your love. Now, we've looked at God's style of worship. And we've done that primarily by looking at the Old Testament. And we've looked in the book of Psalms. And so you might say, well, what does Jesus have to say about this? What does Jesus have to say? So let's look at one more particular passage this morning in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 28. Verse 28, and we're going to look at it from verse 28 through 30. But it says here that one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. And he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Of all the commandments, which is the most important? They had over 640 commandments in the Old Testament. And he says, that, you know what, you think you're so smart? Well, of all the commandments, which one is the most important? Verse 29, the Bible says, the most important one answered Jesus. <laughs> he says, this is the most important one that Jesus asked. He says what? Love the Lord your God. The most important one is to love the Lord. That's it. Love the Lord. That's the most important one. That's the most important one. Well, well, why is that the most important one? See, he's saying that if you do this one thing well, if you do it really well, all the other 639 that you have to do, it'd be easy. But if you don't do this one well, then now all the 639 will be hard. And I know that you've been looking at it's so hard to, 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 to do and fulfill the commandments of God. Jesus says there's only one that's so important, and that is to love the Lord. And he says, and I'm not only going to tell you what to do, I'm going to tell you how to do it. And look at this. He says, love the, come on, champions, would you read that with me together now? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. So if you do this one, you'll fulfill all the other 639. Just do this one. <laughs> Just do this one. And so let's take a look at that. What is it? What does he mean when he says love the Lord and, and with your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength? I'm going to break these down for you. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, you're expressing your affection for God. That's what it means to love him with your heart and soul. What does it mean to love God with my mind? It means that I love him with my mind when I'm, I focus my attention on him. Therefore, I am loving him with my mind. What does it mean to love God with all your strength? It means that I use my abilities for God. And so loving God with all of my heart and soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength, it simply means that I am going to express my love by my affection, by focusing my attention on him, and by using my abilities for him. And, and, and Romans 12, it says it like this. is that in everything you, you do and all of your sleeping, your eating and going to, 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 to bed and going to work, that if you do it as unto the Lord, that's your spiritual worship. What's happened? You've used your ability, you've used your affection, and you've used your attention. And you place that on him. And he says that that's worship. God's style of worship. 